The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. To yet another session here at the Kickpod Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing certain martial arts-based subjects, and highlighting world-renowned martial artists past, present, and future. Alright, so for today's episode, of course, this is going to be the last episode for Women's History Month, and I'm going to be discussing the and um, highlighting um, a martial artist um, known as um, Fredia Gibbs. And if you don't know who for who she is, um, Fredia Gibbs, um, I never knew who she was until um, it was mentioned that she was on an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And if you remember that one episode when Will was. Um, trained in the gym and he was um he kept trying to impress um another lady and she kept walking away from him and then it get got to the point where she was um in the boxing ring with little Nikki <laughs> and um she was training him and then all of a sudden Will was like surprised and um all of a sudden the the woman th- thought of that as like an insult because um he was trying to um try to prove something or something but nevertheless um he got in the ring with her and um she knocked him out and then uh, and it got to the point where um people were just clowning well because uh, he got slapped by a woman and from here yeah and i guess he would he had a dream where um the women were like beating him up and then it got to the point where he confronted um for gibbs and she was like doing um drills in a bag and the who's at the point where it's like you messed up my count, and then threw him across the gym. So, if you don't know who Fredia Gibbs is, then you'll see that scene from um, um, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You know the one when he's in the gym and he got knocked out by um Helena. That was her, her name, and of course the actor actress that played Helena um of course passed away. This past year, or I think it was last year, she passed away. But um, definitely, Fredia um, Gibbs is one one person to talk about because um, her career definitely re- revolves around sports. But you know, before I want to get onto this episode, I want to talk about something that's really important in martial arts as well as life, and then that's as well as that's um, patience, as well as um, respecting your elders all right so two stories that i want to talk about that really revolves around two of these subjects i mean one of them i've seen like two certain videos on facebook i mean one of them was um you got a group of kids i think pretty much teenagers all right walking in the park and then you got this elderly lady sitting in the park i think reading a book and all of a sudden one of them, one of the kids bumped into her, and I think she was eating something, and she nearly choked. And then all of a sudden, um, 
you got these kids, you know how kids are, you know, they, they don't know any better. And, you know, they, um, they were just clowning her, like saying derogatory comments. And it got to the point where it, it broke her. It's like, you know, you say all these derogatory things to an elder person and, you know, you don't know them. And of course they don't know you. And yet you, you are deviant. You say these derogatory comments at them and, um, and you really broke her. And definitely that's not, that's not okay. Right. And then of course, um, it gets to a next scene where of course the young man, of course you see him again. And of course he's not doing too well in school. So, um, his mother suggested a, a tutor and just to his surprise, the tutor that, um, his mother suggested is the, actually the elderly woman that he bumped into in the park and said all the derogatory comments and, and definitely he put his foot in his mouth. But at this point, you know, it's probably the best thing. Probably it would have been the best um, thing for her to like be devious to him as she, as he was to her, but she wasn't. I mean, she really gave him an opportunity to, um, well, let's just say she got the opportunity to show him what she was all about, which she wasn't all of what him, he appeared to be. So, of course, she showed him, like, I mean, her, he had a interest in comic books, and then, of course, her husband, her late husband had the same concept. And yet, um, she was um, really trying to be nice to him and really just showing him that, you know, you may be a devious young man, but, you know, I'm the type of person that really can help help you whether if you're devious or not. So yeah, he does she does all these wonders helping him with his schoolwork and really trying to fulfill his true potential. And then of course the next scene where yet her friends encounter her again in the park, but this time he has a change of heart. You know, really. He sacrificed um, his friends over her were that or should I say he sacrificed his friends for her or yeah because um because um yeah really that was like really the nice thing he the elderly lady can do is really try to get people to realize that um that usually elderly people really work very hard to get to where they're at and really and she gave back by helping those earning that same potential so that's the one thing to learn about elderly people you know you know don't be so obnoxious and you know you know I try to my best like when you know you know people like talk about how elderly people drive slow you know it may not be their fault you know it's Definitely their hard work that they put in throughout the years takes a toll on their body. You know, they can't either can move as fast or they can't think straight. You know, that's the thing. You know, I'm at top when I worked at the grocery store, you know, I have I was a Jedi, you know. I usually pay it I pay attention. You know, usually there's like customers that either needed a mark cart or they needed a 
a small cart, you know, I was always there because, you know, they always come to the store and I'm always ready for them because I know that they couldn't, they couldn't do anything. And, you know, most people, it's all about courtesy, courtesy to people that can't do as much. You know, if they can't reach for an item, you know, I go get it for them. It's about respect. It's respecting those that really build themselves to not only build themselves, they build like a a future for you, you know, they open doors for you. So really. And also it gets me to the next story that I saw on Facebook. Of course, other than respecting your elders, but being patient. You know, you got um of course this lady trying to park and of course the elderly guy trying to is getting out of the car and of course the lady trying to park trying is trying to get the old um the elderly per the elderly guy's person, uh, I'm sorry, the elderly guy's attention, and you know she keeps screaming at him and screaming at him, but um, of course he's not responding. Then it gets to the point where the lady gets out of the car and starts yelling at him, and really, like I don't know, really being derogatory, really nasty to him, and then of course, then another person comes out. And tries and helps the elderly guy, and you know she, she's and he's trying to explain that it's her grandfather, I think, and you know he has all these problems like arthritis, um, loss of hearing, and really, um, and yet the lady doesn't like doesn't even care. She's like she's in a rush to get someplace or get to an interview, but I mean of course there was other parking spots could have been available to her but in this case she chose that she wanted to, to park close i mean that's the thing you know you have all these parking spots out there but you couldn't even get the one but you had to have the one close up just to get to an interview and of course uh to her surprise that um the the company that she was interviewing to with um she was talking to the ceo when she when he mentioned it the CEO and of course um the owner of the um company and then of course uh she acted surprised and then of course she tried to pretend that she didn't know but um of course uh the owner and the CEO wasn't buying it that you realize that um that people need to be patient in order to at least like be able to get to you know the whole concept slow and steady wins the race and we always teach our students that you can't get your next belt ranked as fast as you as fast as you want it because you know it takes time to do it and i wish like definitely students and even parents will understand that that that's what it takes you know i'm not going to give belts away I mean, that's not my concept as an instructor and as a mar martial arts practitioner is that, you know, if you want to get your next rank, you want to test for your next belt, you want a black belt, you have to work for it. All right. It's it's not just you showing up and just thinking that you're you can earn it, but you you have to be willing to do the work and show your patience and not ask if you're going to test. And you got to be able to listen to your instructor.
That's the whole concept of martial arts. But if you don't have that patience, expect to be in the same place and expect not to be a black belt or, you know, in life, expect not to get that job because you choose that you want to complain about like how slow people are, you know, you know, people are going to be slow, you know, and, you know, really people's people um, have um people have their um at their sacrifice in this world, you know, really elderly people, you have to be patient, you know, you know, sometimes it gets irritated because, um, they drive slow, but you know, that's, it's not how, it's not how they are. Well, that's how they are. They, you know, no, I'm just not thinking about it. All right. Just a heads up of like on patience and respecting your elders. That's just something to get a heads up on. All right. So let me get on with this episode with, for DM Gibbs. All right, so, of course, uh, a real well-known martial artist, or should I say a well-known kickboxer, and basically a former world champion. All right, so, let's just get to, let's get, let's go backwards with this, with Ferdia Gibbs. You know, who was Ferdia Gibbs before she was D Ferdia Gibbs? All right, so, she, you, you could start off with, um, her being um, born in Chester, P- Pennsylvania, on July eighth, nineteen sixty, nineteen sixty, nineteen sixty three. Man, you know, I hate talking so fast. You know, you mess up. But I'm gonna try to do slow. Let me breathe. <sighs> yeah, always breathe. When you're going too fast, slow down. Oh, yeah, that makes you feel better. You know, you don't want to get to the point where your blood pressure goes high, skyrocket. All right, so let me start this over. Of course, you got Ferdia being born in Chester, Pennsylvania. And, um, of course, she earned her reputation of being called the Cheetah. Well, mostly due to her performance in track. Of course, um, she was very accelerated in um, two sports, track and basketball. Well, mostly track. I mean, I was trying to um, really uh, get a get a background on her track, but you know, if she has a reputation in track, then you know, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. But nevertheless, I mean, her main sport in high school was basketball. Of course, uh, she was she had been doing it since she was 12 until 1988. Of course, she competed. Yeah, she competed in basketball. Like really, credit for turning a winless team into a a division champion, and and district champions and state semifinalists, and then all while that, earning an all county, all state, and all American honors. I mean, really, she was really high command when she did basketball earning 28 points uh eight or five rebounds and 10 assistants in her senior year then of course uh in 1981 she would receive a dual scholarship in basketball and track to temple university i mean of course uh she competed at temple for one season 
but lost her scholarship in 1982 due to academics and withdrawal. I mean, really, you know, you were such high command in high school. And then, of course, when, you know, you go to higher education, you know, go to higher college, you know, it's going to be as not as it's going to be more demanding than high school. So really, but yet she didn't give up on there. She would go on to a collegiate college and um, would play basketball there. I mean, yet she was um, yet would major in Cabri Cabrina. Yeah, you know what's that? Yeah, Cabrina, Cabrina, Cabrina University, and uh, yet she would made major in marketing, and yet um, during her time in there, she would uh, she would be selected for the Kodak All American for three consecutive years, and yet um, she would later play professional in Germany, assisting an average of thirty points. 15 rebounds and 10 assistants that season, you know, definitely. And also just to mention, she was invited to, to try out for the, the U S um, Olympics team or, or the U S uh, women's national basketball team, but was cut during the second tryout. I mean, really, yeah, you know, really, if you have that much opportunity to actually really join the Olympics team, you know, that's pretty much a big honor. But yet you got so many other women that are also in high command in basketball that, you know, you never know if you're going to actually be on the team. You know, that's how the world is. You know, I don't expect to be, you know, when I do my training, I want to be in high command. I know I want to be at my best when I'm doing martial arts, you know, but you know, I'm not expecting to be like, um, those guys that are really true, highly trained and to be the world champion. <clears throat> All right. So pretty much that's pretty much her basketball career. She would play basketball for, for Germany. And of course, earning a European cup and leading to the team to in scores and rebounds. I mean, yeah, that's really an accomplishment. That's pretty much her ac or athletic um, background. Then it will get to a point where she would drop basketball. And, well, definitely, here's how it is. She was definitely really accelerating sports, you know, basketball, track. And also, she would start a she would start martial arts at um, the Quiet Storm Quiet Storm Martial Arts School in Chester, Pennsylvania, studying Juku Do and Aikido, fighting style. And yet she would do this as she was playing basketball and then playing basketball and doing track. You know, that's that sounds like me a little bit. You know, for me, during my martial arts training, I would I would play um, I would do track, track and field. And well, I would be I was also be doing um, football, you know, definitely I'll go to train for uh, practice. Then, of course, I go to karate afterwards you know practically i was doing double duty but at the same time you know i want to also focus on my ac academics but you know definitely with martial arts with her it would learn 
it would build her self-confidence and self-esteem of course most of the time that was that was low because uh her it well basically her self-esteem and her self-confidence suffered because she was being bullied and i don't know how but you know you get you know that's how it is when you're somebody that's uh, considered that uh, a black sheep or either black sheep of the family or you were bullied by tormentors you know that was pretty much me you know i was pretty much tormented my whole life and really was told not i was told i was not gonna amount to anything but you know i'm out here now proving people wrong doing a lot of wonders you know martial arts you know fitness you know going into professional wrestling and really try to build myself as an individual as well as building others and you know if i had an opportunity to go back in time and really confront those that tormented me now you know i would tell them you know this is what i am now versus what you thought i was going to be but you know you know i that can't do that and i can't change the past although i wish i could but you know Definitely the best revenge on your tor tormentors is a success, be being successful. All right, and this is pretty much what Ferdia has been doing as, you know, just becoming a world champion in martial arts, of course, yeah. She would train in Taekwondo, winning three world champions while she was competing in the world championships and St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg, Florida, even against an undefeated champion from Puerto Rico. I mean, definitely, you got her doing that while she was training in bas, while she was being high command in basketball and track. You know, definitely, if you're doing track or basketball, you know, you would. And when once you know, pretty much in off season, you want to keep yourself in great shape, and it's real good that Padilla was trained in martial arts. You know, it's the best way to do it when you're in off season. You know, you're trained in martial arts. You try to get yourself ready for the next season. All right. So pretty much, aside of basketball, basketball career and martial arts, she would move on to Hollywood, Florida, or Hollywood, California, to train in kickboxing and she would go find um she would train under ruben akitas at the ben akitas jet um kickboxing training center and yet uh of course she would dare study muay thai kickboxing i mean under um under um practitioners from um, bangkok thailand from there she would compete in um kickboxing and yeah and check this out yeah and during her career at um during her career in kickboxing she would um accelerate in a mass um kickboxing record of 16 and 0 with um at least one draw and out of those wins there were 15 knockouts i mean you want to talk about somebody that's in high command and um in sports, you got Ferdia Gibbs. She was really high command, and and even got to the point where she won 
the ISKA um, World Champions in in April 1994 against one of, and she was considered to be one of the most dangerous women in the world from France. And you got Valerie. Let's see if I can say this. You got Valerie Hennen. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm gonna say. Hennen. And that she def and yet she became the first African American female to hold the kickboxing world championships in the for the International Sports Karate um, Association. You know, that's real high command right there. I mean, really, you wonder why did you wonder why people doubt women so much? You know, you shouldn't doubt them, you know. This is what happens. You end up being a bully, a tormentor to a woman. And next, you know, years years later, she, you see her on TV or see her in a magazine that she become in high command and becomes a world champion. All right. So that's really an accomplishment. And of course, after her kickboxing career, of course, she would start actually doing actually like regular boxing. She would go into boxing career professionally in 1997. And yet she would definitely would accelerate in a career or a record of nine and two. Of course, uh, she had two losses. And I think two of those losses were um, in like decisions. I mean, there's certain people that she would go to distance with or go to distance with her. And yet she would beat. All right. So definitely she was in high command with that. Of course, of course, uh, yet um, I don't know if she won a championship there, but, you know, but nevertheless, uh, she would go into boxing um, from 1997 to, I think, 1999. And, of course, she goes into a fight with um, the with the world, champ, world champion, or should I say, I think it was vacated and uh she would go against uh the I think it's uh, let me see we got the Samya um, Anana Anani. I mean I don't know if that's the correct name but you know um they they go at it on the, um January fifteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Of course uh it was yeah there was an anonymous decision and yet uh she fought very very well against her, but nevertheless, she was pretty much met her match when it come, came to boxing, you know, but yet, when it comes to her and kickboxing, she was in so high command that, um, of course, you know, boxing, you can't use your feet, you just gotta use your hands, I mean, I guess for Dia was really used to using her feet, so, that really gave her something to, different to deal with it. But yet, uh, of course, she would <clears throat> retire from um, boxing or sports, and yet she would go into acting and modeling. Yeah, like I said, um, she was an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and uh, of course, uh, she did a movie where she played the villain in the movie Knockout. Uh, she was playing Tanya, the Terminator, Tess, Tessaria, Tessario. And of course, uh, yes, she would also do modeling for uh, magazines for Mike Black Belt, Inside Karate, Jet, the L.A. Sentinel, the Philadelphia Require, Inquirer, 
and yeah, you got Sports Illustrated for women. I mean, that's pretty much, and just what she's up to today, of course, uh, yeah, her gear is displayed at the Sports Legends of um, Delaware County M Museum, you know, dedicating, de dedicated to preserving the history and memory of the Delaware or Delaware County Sports Legends. And this, and she is an author, a celebrity trainer, and um, a motivational, motivational speaker and radio host. You know, and you know, in nineteen, in two thousand sixteen to two thousand seventeen, she was honored and participated in the Orange County Heritage Black History Parade and was nominated to attend the United States of Women's Summit of Women summit um host by the white house and yet uh in 2016 gibbs was named one of the top 10 greatest female athletes or african-american female athletes of all time for kickboxing yeah you know definitely that's something high command so much someone that really puts a lot of effort in building herself you know, being tormented in high school and then accelerating in sports and really going into other um, venues or going other command or other sports and be just high command. You know, if you're high in high command in one sport, no question you'll be in such high command in another sport. You know, for me, I was such in high command in martial arts. You know, I built myself to become a black belt and really worked my tail off to like really become the high ranking black belt as you know because of that you know I'm in such high command in other things fitness and yet I like I said professional wrestling and not only you're in such high command in sports but in other things in life you know you're getting a job and you know you're so organized in sports that you are organized in like a like let's say say like if you were to work for Geico, you know you learn how to talk to customers. You learn how to organize. You really are such in high. If you're in such high command in sports, you were a captain, then you would be a natural born leader to motivate people, and yet really help them out. So no question, for for Dia doing all these um, certain wonders. You know she's helping out. A celebrity trainer yeah you want to help people seek their own potential and yet you're a motivational speaker you're motivating people to really seek their potential and really be the best they can be and you know that's something that you can do for yourself you know you just don't really hide yourself and really try to and forget like the there's there's a world of people that want to be in such high command like you. Alright. So really for DM Gibbs. One of the main. Main reason people. Are. What do you say. This pretty much could be an inspiration to women all out there. Really. Women. If you want to learn somebody. If you want to learn about somebody. Other than the main people. Really look at for DM Gibbs. You know. Check out her kickboxing matches as well as boxing and like i said look at the episode of fresh prince bel-air you'll know what i'm talking about 
And then actuality, when I saw her in that episode, I was like, I'm not messing with her. I mean, probably one of the few women I wouldn't mess with. You know, I would just bow. That that's all. Oh, that's the first thing I do when I would meet for Dia. Is just bow to her and just say, "Hey, that yeah, you're a gr- you're a great inspiration." Right. Okay, so that concludes my episode of um the Kickpot Dojo, and yet um it's a real pleasure to really talk about these women that were made an impact in um martial arts you know you know i started with um um cynthia rothrock and of course i um talked about um what i talk what i talk about oh yeah talk about sit our uh, chloe bruce ronda rousey and then um, of course i'm ending it with for dia for dia um gibbs all right, so it's real nice to actually talk about women's history here, and really, women's history. Now I've been pretty much doing this throughout the whole month. Um, like I've been um, posting stuff on Instagram, on my um, of course my arcade page, of um, like certain women that made an impact, like the women I know and women I follow, and as well as women celebrities that I met, that um are such high command in their career. So if you are on Instagram, well my I got two Instagram accounts, you know, I got my Kickpod um Instagram and I got my other one, my original Instagram. I go under <coughs> the name um Arcade. It's um A R K A D R A D A D E all right, let me say it again. All right, I spelled it out. It's lowercase. Lowercase A-R-K-A-D-E and an underscore. So that's my um, Instagram name. And I usually post, um, do post of um, women that made an impact. Three women. So right now, I'm, um, so I should be right now um, almost, almost the end of the month. You know, I, I said I was going to do it for the... 30, 31 days and you know I haven't failed yet so just to let you know women I have a humongous, a humongous respect for you and this is not me brown nosing you know if I see something that looks good that I can use then you know I'm going to use it alright All right. so this is yet it with the um, episode with the kickpod and I'll see you next time um, for another episode. And yet, April, I'm going to come up with some good episodes and try to get some guests on here so we can talk. So this is TJ Williams, your sensei, bowing you out.